Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening. So there's a movie I'm going to recommend. Uh, and I don't usually recommend movies. This particular movie is called Silence. And it just came out. had uh, Andrew Garfield and uh, Adam Driver. And was put out by Martin Scorsese. Now, interesting thought process. This movie is about the early days in Japan where Christianity was taking hold. And it was Catholic. Uh, because back that far it was... Uh, there were... Catholic missionaries that started uh, conversion processes and of course as history will tell you that sometimes these processes were pretty pretty bad sometimes they were pretty good I think in Japan the interesting thing is that uh, in difference to some of the conversion situations in South America in Japan initially it was embraced and there were a lot of Christians and of course uh, there's Protestants are going to argue all day about hey if they're Catholic they're not Christian because they're not saved um, here's what I'm going to emphasize instead and it works this way there were a lot of people who professed Christ who died who went to their deaths willingly in Japan and uh, and it was pretty horrific I mean this wasn't an easy situation so the movie itself is about apostasy actually in some ways, that's maybe maybe not the main crux because it's really about the Christianity in Japan. But Martin Scorsese, by the way, took a, who apparently is a pretty strong Catholic, uh, took a uh, took a huge hit uh, years ago by putting out another uh, religious film called The Last Temptation of Christ with Willem Dafoe playing Jesus and of course uh, that ran off the rails and exploded uh, figuratively speaking now silence I think tries to put it out there kind of clean it's pretty ugly in places but I think that they were trying to capture the way it was in Japan when Christianity was outlawed. And the story is, is there was a priest who vanished. And 
they sent uh, some more priests to find out what happened to him. And these priests they sent were Portuguese priests. Anyway, and uh, when they get to Japan, they're looking everywhere. They go through all kinds of horrible trials. And by the way, this is a spoiler. Uh, so if you're going to watch the movie, you might as you might want to skip past quite a bit of that. Probably should have said that to begin with. Now, the uh, they find him, and he's basically turned away from the faith. Okay, and then the uh, priest, who is Andrew Garfield's uh, character. Uh, turns away from the faith as well. Now, the question in the whole process kind of seems to be, when is God done with you? I mean, when is God done with you if you deny him? Because there's one Japanese guy that keeps denying and denying. He comes back and gets forgiven. Denying, comes back, gets forgiven. Denying, comes back. And this was something that happened in the early church as well. In the early church, uh, particularly under Diocletian, the uh, emperor Diocletian, who really got creative with killing Christians, uh, there was a situations where there were people in the church and they said, oh, no, 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 and then they denied Jesus, right? But later, when he, you know, went down, they'd come back to the church and say, oh, no, 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 I was just kidding. So, what, at what point does God say, okay, I'm done with you? Well, Let's look at some examples, okay? One example I'm going to look at is actually in Revelation chapter 2.12. And this is the church at Pergamum. Pergamum, uh, I believe, was in what we would call modern-day Turkey. And verse 12, you start, you know, and this is Jesus talking. It says, to, And to the angel of the church in Pergamum, write, The words of him who has the sharp two-edged sword, I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. Yet you hold fast to my name, and you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel so that they might eat food sacrificed to idols and practice immorality. And... Also, So also you have some who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, repent. If not, I'll come to you soon and war against them with the sword with, of my mouth. 
He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give some new some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone, and with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. Okay, so that's Revelation 12 through 17. Now, the interesting, and you can just unpack this section all day, but the interesting thing I'm going to point out on this one is, is verse 13. First of all, he says, this is where th- Satan's throne is. Now, does that mean there's an actual throne there? Don't know. Actually, don't think, I think this is figurative language. And that Satan's got a lot of control in that city, a ton of it. In fact, uh, if that's if that's where his power seat is, then that's where he's organizing uh, chaos to other cities. But it says this: in in spite of the fact that Satan just controls that place. Those people held fast to Jesus' name and did not deny his faith even in the days of Antipas, his faithful witness, he says, who was martyred. Okay, Don't know a whole lot about Antipas, but if Jesus says the guy was a martyr, he's a martyr. So here's the thing. They held fast. They were living in a place where basically Satan was running control. I mean, just running rampant. All kinds of crazy jazz was going down. The other thing I'm going to point out is that Jesus uh, did not like these individuals who, uh, and it said some, not all, it said some who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans are Gnostics. Gnostics and Gnosticism is something that has been rebirthed and repackaged all the way down to the day, which basically means that there's some hidden knowledge that God didn't tell you, that that we found out, that we'll share with you if you'll join us. Okay, that's Gnosticism. Now, Nicolaitans, uh, their, their brand of it was a little different. But here's the, here's the interesting part of that. Is that Jesus commends them for standing firm and not denying him in that venue. So, if you think the atmosphere we've got today is crazy, and it is, then know this. Jesus wants you to hold fast. Now, in Matthew 10.32, there's a statement he makes. And he says this, If you openly and publicly acknowledge me, I will freely and openly acknowledge you before my Heavenly Father. But, if you publicly deny that you know me, I will also deny you before my Heavenly Father. Now, here's the question. Is this a one and done? 
is this a one-time for all? Now, the reason this is an interesting passage is, and let me refer back to the movie for a second, because when this priest, in the movie Silence, when he apostatized and he denied Jesus, they required him to do it, not once, but over and over and over and over and over again. And basically he did that by stepping on a, 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 a picture of Jesus on the cross, which, to be honest, there's no actual image of Jesus on the cross, So, but it was representational. You understand? Anyway, the thing is this. And what point? Is this a one and done? Is this the unforgivable sin forever? I don't know that. And here's... <clears throat> and here's part of the part of the the, the uh, interesting paradox, and that is that Jesus says, "Forgive when someone asks." And he even told Peter seventy times, seven times, seven hundred forty-nine times. That's a lot of times, which he's trying to make a point, and that's not the mark down four hundred ninety times. Instead, what it's doing is this. Anyone who repents, truly repents, to the Lord, the Lord forgives. He teaches that. Repentance has to do with behavior. Behavior has to, has to do with agreeing with God it's wrong and not doing it again so if you got some kind of pet sin in your life and you're like oh I'm sorry oh I'm sorry oh I'm sorry I'm sorry are you really sorry now the interesting thing was and again this is a spoiler is at the end of the movie they lead you to believe that the priest still in his heart believed in the Lord. Only God knows someone's heart. And you know your own. So here's what I'm going to say. God can give us strength if we ask Him. And there have been cases where literally whole nations have been changed because someone stood up and said, No, I'm not going to deny my Lord, my God. It ain't happening. One such example is actually in Maccabees, where Matthias, an old man, was being prompted to eat pork and deny the Lord of Israel, the God of Israel. And they even said, ah, you know, just pretend you eat it. And they were trying to let him, out, let him off the hook and stuff. And he said, no. 
and then um, and this was the uh, Antiochus Epiphanes the uh, the mad and this was between the Old and New Testament periods and this is where Hanukkah originally you know starts to to, to be birthed but but the thing is Matthias, he said no, and he and his sons started a rebellion that literally, totally changed that part of the year and part of the country and his nation. I mean, it just did. So, if you don't think you're strong, ask God for strength. He will and can give you strength. And believe me, I've done that. And who knows what happens when people are uh, because some of these Christians, uh, especially I mean in, in in Japan, were tortured horribly. And there have been, if you look at Voice of the Martyrs, which I recommend you do, uh, there's some pretty crazy stuff that happens to Christians all over the world. Um, but here's here's the one thing. That you gotta know. Uh, you can't sit on a fence with God. He wants you on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence. And He would much rather have you as one of His. So, with that in mind, Would encourage you to keep on to this edition speaking it on. Speak it on. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless 